Hello and welcome to another edition of Not, Not Another, another superhero, superhero Movie Podcast. Podcast. Sorry, Nick, I jumped the gun. I'm so excited to talk about Endgame. Yeah, yeah. We're, we've been psyched for this movie. Um, we, we did the recording for uh, Infinity War. And now, now we're gonna bring, you know, we're gonna bring it home with Endgame. Let's talk about Endgame, as we, we kind of briefly mentioned this at the, at the top of our Infinity War show, but we have different opinions about this movie. Yes, yes. You know, we generally agree a lot. We like to talk about it. And we come from a lot of similar points of view on things. This movie's not one of those times. No. So again, we're gonna change up the structure a little bit to give you a brief overview of what's gonna happen. We're gonna do like what we normally do. We're gonna discuss the plot. This movie has a three-act structure. And yeah. Then we're gonna then we're gonna argue for a bit. Yeah, we'll 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 give a quick plot reminder. You know, hopefully you know you've seen Endgame. Um, it 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 brought things will get a lot a lot together, but I think we have a little, you know. I mean, you're you're some you're, sore spots in there. You're a human being on Earth, so you saw Endgame probably right. multiple, probably multiple times. It yes. is the highest grossing movie multiple times. of all time. I contributed to that fact. Twice, twice, right? I contributed three times. Three went, times. Even went to the re-release. Extra I have, six minutes in there. I have the picture, the Tony Stark glove, we love you 3000, hanging yeah. up in my kitchen because I'm I'm doing a podcast on these things. Of course, I'm going to I'm gonna suffer right. for it. Yeah, this is what we look for. So <laughs> This is what we look for. The little moments. Exactly. Loved it. Loved this movie. I admit it has flaws. We're going to get into the flaws. But this movie is the culmination of the Infinity Saga. It's the direct sequel to Infinity War and is the indirect sequel to every single fucking goddamn Marvel movie that's ever come out. <laughs> All 26. Yeah. Right. Or 22. Whatever 20, yeah. whatever the number now, is. Now it is, yeah. This is the movie. Yeah. This is the end. This is what we were waiting for. There, uh, My favorite book series is called The Wheel of Time. And in that book series, they have a quote that starts every book. And it's about... You know, the wind was, and it says the wind was a beginning, but it was not the beginning. There are no beginnings or endings. Mm-hmm. At the end of the book series, it says, and the wind passed, and the wind was an ending. Right. The wind was not the ending, but it was an ending. And Endgame was an ending. It might not be the ending to the series, but there were there's so much that happened that resolved a lot of the the characters we've been following for the past. Yeah. 11, 12 years. For me, it was a little tough. I had real high expectations going into this. Um, I, expectations were always surpassed when we saw these movies. And then this one, unfortunately, it, it fell short for me in a lot of ways. There are moments that I liked. There are moments that were amazing, especially, you know, real, like, c- cinemagraphic moments. The movie is, be- but, is beautifully shot. But a lot of the plot troubled me. A lot of the character arc troubled me. I, you know, I think we disagreed on I think much we're of that. Heavily do- dive into yeah. the character decisions and the plot decisions. And I, even though I love this movie, I think this movie's great. I'm not going to defend every plot decision because I think some of it, as we we're kind of br- really breaking down Infinity War, I kind of got to the point where like, man, I wish this was paid off more in Endgame. And I was thinking that in my yeah. head. So maybe I think we might. We might come to a little bit. Yeah, you know, I try to sway you over on on, but you, on my take here. You can try. That's you the can, purpose you, of a good debate, right? Yeah, try you, to sway you the can other join side that side. So, Avengers Endgame, right? We pick up right, we, not not right where Infinity War left off. We're told five years later. Well, not no, not yet. Yeah, not yet. No, first with the intro. Right. Let's just set, let's set the stage a little bit. So this again, just to recap, because even though it's been five minutes for us, it's been a whole week for you guys uh, since we were since we. 
Infinity War. Infinity War. This movie stars everyone from Infinity War. Robert Downey Jr. as the lead, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Hemsworth, yada, yada, yada. In addition, we got Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. So Josh Brolin as Thanos. And we're now going to have Captain Marvel, who got introduced in her own movie, Brie Larson. Which are the two biggest additions and make kind of a big difference in this movie. And and we get a lot more of Samuel Jackson. You know, the an end part of a Infinity War, we know that Samuel Jackson, uh, yeah. Nick Fury, calls Captain Marvel, but we don't really know. We haven't met Captain Marvel at that point. So yeah. now, so now we're gonna we, see her. I don't think we get any of Sam Jackson in Infinite in the true Infinity War without the end credits. Right? He's only yeah. in the end credits. Scene, right. I believe. That's right. And this movie is he. And he's really not in Endgame. Other than the the last scene. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's really in the Yeah, it's very, one of very the tangential, scenes. but but the one thing he did do was call Captain Marvel in. So right. now she's, she's, a, she's a decent part of it. As we've seen well. from her movie, she's extremely strong. She plays a big part in this movie. We'll, right. we'll talk about Captain Marvel a little bit and the Captain Marvel problem and how they kind of had to sideline yes. her for a lot of this movie. Right. Uh, but so anyway, now we're all caught up. Endgame. Yeah. It's the biggest movie in the world. You've seen it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Right. Uh, so Endgame. Um Tony Stark is floating out in space. Him and Nebula, they re-engineer the spaceship. Yeah. They've got it to fly for a little bit, but it ran out of juice. Oxygen is going. Uh, they seem to be running out of food. And Tony, because Nebula is basically half robot, half it's unclear what her race is, Tony is clearly has the weaker constitution, though, and he is, you know, he had this big wound in his side. He's failing. He is clearly yeah. dying. And he's recording his basically his death message. At He's this point, sending out it out to Pepper, saying, "I really tried my hardest. I thought I could do it again. I thought I could pull yeah. another miracle, pull another rabbit out of this hat, but I couldn't. I lost." Right. So, and, and it really just shows the the message from Infinity Wars. This message of, you know, stemming from the end of that movie was just this message of loss. Yeah. That defeatism. The heroes lost. Just, yeah. They, the first time in the Marvel movie. They've they've had to grip with it, and and it's and it's a lot for them. But in all of this, we get. Um, and we get, Cap- we get we Captain get Marvel. Marvel, who says hi guys, <clears throat> who effectively. This is, I think, this actually may be the most blatant. <laughs> this is the most blatant scene where Marvel says, "You've seen our other movies." Yeah. Because the end credit scene in Captain Marvel has Captain Marvel meeting the Avengers for the first time and going to Avengers Tower, That's saying, true. "Where's Nick Fury?" And then it's strongly implied that. They send her to go rescue Tony at the end of that at the end of the end credit scene. Right. But you don't get that in any You don't get that in again. Endgame at all. You don't get that scene where they meet each other. You don't get any of it. I yeah, I wasn't sure if that, that scene was canon or it was just a suggestion and then they scrapped it. I think it's canon because I think they just they assume that you've even if like you haven't seen those movies, you've seen the end credit scene. You've Googled the end credit scene. You know who Captain Marvel's in this movie. She's part of the Avengers. She's going right. to save Tony. Right. So I think it's almost the greatest flex of Marvel hubris we've seen. Yeah. Captain Marvel just appears out of nowhere well, to save Tony. I got some other uh, okay, flex fine. of we'll Marvel talk, hubris. Okay, fine. We'll talk about it. But, but um, yeah, so she arrives, and she can bring the, the ship back to Earth She safely, flies through space. Flies through space. And then, and then uh, Tony is reunited with... Um, the other Avengers that are that are still left, so Black and, and, Widow and Captain America, and including and, and Pepper as well, and Pepper as well, which and, is very important later. Yeah, 
and he's really bitter. He's 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 got all these emotions going through him, and he and a lot of it is he blames Captain America and the team on Earth for not being able to stop Thanos and for not being and for not being unified. Right. Because at first it's just at first he comes out of the, off the plane and he's sad. He's I, we've lost, I lost the kid. He says. Yeah. Speaking P- about Peter. Peter, he loses he loses Spider Man and things are things are bad for Tony. And then they shift to where he go he comes inside. Captain America says we both lost. And then it, and then comes the flip in Tony Stark where he starts blaming Captain America. Yeah. He's like I saw this coming. I want to put a suit of armor around the world. And yet. You didn't want to. You said, we'll be fine. But we're the... And he has the just such a masterclass of acting by Robert Downey Jr. We're the Avengers, right? We avenge yeah. things. Yeah. We're best worker after the facts. What we do, we win, blah, blah, blah. And he's just going in on Captain America. And I love this scene because it's so true to what who Tony Stark is at this moment in time. And I don't know, I don't know Nick, if you know this, but apparently yeah. this scene was originally written where Tony Stark was going to come back to Earth and apologize to Captain America. Oh wow! They and, flipped that on. Its head. And say he was sorry, and say it was my fault that we were disunified or whatever. But Robert Downey Jr. said, "That's not what my character would say. Yeah, that's not what he would do." Wow. And he he kind of like ad libbed it, and they changed it. Wow. So and the Russos were like, "I agree oh, with that. That's better." Yeah. Because I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is a freaking genius and the greatest actor of our generation. He knows his character. He's been playing him a long time. <laughs> He's playing him for twelve years. So. So anyway, we have this, this – this is the payoff, I think, that we've talked about last movie of this great divide. This is why it matters because they weren't together. They couldn't stand up against Thanos. Thanos was such a big threat. It required a unified front. They didn't provide it. Right. So now Tony's out of commission. He's exhausted. He's near death. He passes out. It's time for the Avengers now to become the Revengers. Let's kill Thanos. Yes, and they and they pretty much know where he'll be because he's talked so much about Titan. His, you know, his well, he's actually planet. not on Titan. Yeah. He's on. He visits the farm. They know where it is because they are able to trace the cosmic radiation of the yes. stones. Yes. So he's a. So they're able to trace him down. They have Captain Marvel this time. They they pretty much have like this all star squad. They have Captain Marvel. They have Thor at the height of his powers with with the axe. Right. They they're able to really do it. And we're expecting a, we're expecting a fight at this point. We're we like, are. all right, we're gonna fight ten minutes into this movie. We're gonna you right. know, we're starting with a bang. Yeah. And we don't get that. Surprising. No, we get the opposite. We get a shot of a very quiet Thanos drifting off. He's carrying his pot, he's making soup. Still he's, wounded. He's wounded. You know, he's not for some he's reason. even more wounded than at the end of Infinity War. Right. So cause so Gives the gives the something's wrong. Yeah. His whole left side his whole left side is completely fried. Yeah. He's got scars on his face. Things that weren't there at the end of Infinity War. And then he Captain Marvel bursts onto the scene, puts him in a chokehold. Thor comes in, and all the all the uh, Guardians and Avengers team up, get him, and and say, "Where are the stones?" Yeah, and he says, "I They're destroy gone. them. They're gone." He used the stones to destroy the, the stones. stones. And that floors our floors our Avengers. They don't believe him. Yeah. Nebula says, "My father's many things. He's not a liar." Turns out he's telling the truth, and that's why he's so scarred up. Yeah. The power, and this again shows the the power from the stones was so damaging that even Thanos, as strong as he was, wasn't able to take it without getting really yeah. really messed right. up. Right. Right. He couldn't he couldn't have fought them if he wanted to, and he had no interest in it because he already achieved his goal. He achieved, and, and he even said. The only reason the stones were there, they just served as a distraction, as a temptation. 
so he had to destroy him. No, so no one, so it can't be undone. No one can do anything. No one can take him and rule the world and rule the universe with them. They serve their purpose. Right. Just a, this is the end of Thanos' character arc from the last. Movie. In, in this position, this this uh, truth laid out to them infuriates Thor, and and he brings the axe down and he chops off Thanos' head. And and he, that and Thanos is dead. He delivers the truly tragic line. I went for that. What would you do? I went for I the head. head. Because Thor, that's, he's been living with that. He's been living this with that, time. echoing in his head, echoing his mind, the last words of Thanos right before the snap. Thor, even though it was completely logical, Thor throws the axe and he hits him in the chest, which, you know, if you train is like police, the way they train police officers is you shoot, when you're the shooting biggest from, area. from far away, you aim at the chest because that's the biggest area. He was th- he threw his axe from like 50 feet away. He aimed at his chest. It was a completely reasonable thing. But he's been haunted by this failure. Right. And... He he lost, and and they know that they can't do anything. So now we jump forward forward five years. Right, right. So now five years later, and the Avengers are really all kind of off. Uh, the surviving Avengers are all off on their own. Black Widow's trying to hold something of this Some together. Some semblance of it seems like the old Shield plus right uh, the Avengers together. But but it's really only her, you know, kind of calling into everyone. Captain Marvel who checks in. You know, time from a time. hologram from time to time. Okoye, who seems to be running Wakanda, maybe, at least right. their representative at this meeting. Right. Um, you have Rocket, who's also in space doing space things. Uh, Rhodey Rode, checks in from time to time. And from that conversation, we hear that uh, Cliff Barton, that Hawkeye, has gone off on his own. He's gone rogue. He's become Ronan. Ronan is the, is the alter character because his family was also taken. It, that's how the movie starts. His family Yes. Yeah. And just a continuation of exactly from where the last right. movie ended. Because, oh yeah, we forgot to mention Jeremy Renner. Not in the last movie. Right. Either. But he right. plays a major part in this movie. Right. Because the assumption from a while ago in these movies is he's kind of retired. He's on. He's under... He's retired slash house arrest. House for, arrest. Forced retirement. Yeah. Where he's... He's there. He hasn't been seen since Civil War. Right. So... But he's on his... Chilling on his farm. He only stops doing that because of the snap. Right. Because his, the rest of his family dies. Right. So that's where we are five years later, um, kind of leading into what will take us to Act 2, leading into the... The setting up of the hope. Right. The, the hope, hope. The, the, the chance that they're going to have. And what, what delivers that is the remaining Avengers, Black Widow, and Captain America, who's also around, kind of giving... Um, you right. know, emotional support classes, that kind of thing. Yeah. They get the knock on the door... And it's Paul Rudd. It's Ant-Man. It's Ant-Man. They haven't seen... Ant-Man, Ant-Man hasn't been seen in over five years. I know. You remember me. Is this me. a recording? And actually, we got some great setup here. Just some nice world building. One, we have Cap running the support group of how people are dealing with the snap. When Scott gets out of the quantum realm, we see... On Ant-Man, we see him go. They have these monuments set up right. to all the people who were snapped away. We And we see... And his all, name, Scott Lang, is on his, there. His name's on there because he hasn't been seen since the snap. And people just kind of assume that... People just—you can see every, the streets are run down. Nobody's moved on. He even says, a ki- "Hey kid, hey, what happened?" And he just kind of looks at him and then drive, uh, drives his bike away. Right. It's—it's it's just not—it's not the happy universe that Thanos predicted. Yes, and, and he talks about that too. He was—it's almost like he was surprised that that's right. The he was reaction. Very much. He was very at the end of the movie. He's very much surprised. Yeah. So, anyway, but this hope comes in the form of the quantum realm. 
where Ant-Man's been for the last five years. If at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, he goes into the quantum realm. He's been stuck there. He's supposed to investigate it, discover what it's about, while everyone is out there on the outside. Right, and they're supposed to pull him out. And then they get taken. They out get snapped away, so we get stuck in there. Yeah. He, through a cosmic chance, one of the you know one of the 14 million chances, he a rat is crawling over his van, which is an impound, hits the button, he gets sent out of the right. quantum realm. It's, it pushes him out. Now he's back. It turns out in his time, five hours have passed. Well, yeah. five years have passed in the in the real world. Right. So he makes the jump that because time works differently in the quantum realm, maybe you can control time using the quantum realm right. and travel through time. Right. Scott Lang in this in this story, not the scientist, but he's doing the best to right. He's got he brings, some he's he got some knowledge. Story. He's got some knowledge of it, but he's yeah. not he's not developing he's, it purely himself. Right. So you know he doesn't have Hank Pym to work on it. He needs, and, and they all need the best scientists. As the I world said, at that we need time. to find a big brain. Right. So they go to the biggest brain there is Tony Stark. Yeah. At this point, as foreshadowed in Infinity War, we see Tony with a family. Pepper lives. They have a daughter, Morgan. Right. We see a very cute scene. With it's them. like the plan from Infinity War for him seemed to happen. And he is he's the only Avenger that we've seen actually move on. Right. Everyone else has just been completely devastated, completely unable to. Captain America's in this support group meeting talking about his literally 80-year-old, his girlfriend yeah. from 80 years ago that right. he never even went out that's, on a date with. That's his comparison story is like his trauma from before all of this. Chris, Chris Evans is great as Captain America, but he has this weird accent in that scene where he's like, before I went in the ice. <laughs> it's yeah. a really Queens accent. It's very right. strange. But anyway. He's from the 40s. Yeah, before I went in the ice. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you, that dame... <laughs> At Broad. Those Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she, Tony is completely, lo- he's loving life. He's happy. He's, yeah. he's moved on. He really has accepted what happened. He knows he lost and he's moved on. Right. Unfortunately, no one else has been able to. And so now the event, the remainder of the Avengers, which really at this point is just Cap, Black Widow, and Ant-Man, now go to find the second smartest person they could find, which is Bruce Banner. Right. Or, and this, and this reveal. And this is, yeah, the reveal of Smart Hulk or Professor Hulk. Professor I think Hulk. He's called. Yes. So somehow, inspired by the the need no longer to care about where he is in the world or uh, fighting supervillains, Bruce Banner was able to perf- perfect on his gamma radiation right. and combines his personality with the power of the Hulk. Right. Basically, because he knew they had. At the end of the Infinity War, they have some issues to work out. You know, he's got the brains and the brawn. Right. Best of both worlds. And so we see pretty much the Hulk's body. I get a kick out of this character, honestly. It's a, it's a, it's a totally different character. Totally I think different it's, character. A, it's not Bruce Banner. It's it's its own thing. It's like it's like all the comedic stuff of Bruce Banner, like from a little from Ragnarok and from. Yeah. Infinity War just like amped up right. to, to twelve. Right. And even when he's like, you know, Hulk and, out, and he, dab he, on him. <laughs> and he's like, like happy that. to be a little bit of a celebrity and yeah, he, waves to the kids in the diner. He's famous. Hulk's not scary anymore. He's right. really like everything has come together where they're just kind of luck. He's also kind of happy with his life in a lot of ways. He's happy with his life. He yeah. has he has the he has this the success that he had as a celebrity as this, this pit fighter on the Grandmaster's planet. Combined with just the fulfillment that Banner is getting from actually helping people. Right. Uh, in 
part of the, one of the scenes that they cut was an unfinished scene, which I think is because they released his like semi canon now, where the Hulk saves people from a burning building, mm-hmm. Professor Hulk, and and do and does so in a way that combines both his strength and his smarts. Yeah. So I think doesn't destroy it. And exactly. Yeah. So I think it just shows that he is happy. He is still doing good, but. But because these they come to him, they say we need your help to save everyone. This is our chance. Yeah. He realizes that you know what I need to I need to do what I can. Right. So he goes. They try to find an answer. How to control yes. to time yeah. travel. So they they attempt it, and they're going to try to you know backtrack into the the quantum realm. And they end up sending time through Scott rather than sending Scott through, through time. Through time. He becomes a kid and an old man and, back and everything Scott in between. Again. And again, this is the, the true like comedic Hulk. You know, we have we have this scene where just like cla- classic like comedy movie bits, and the second act is like a lot of comedy. Yeah. This is a very light. The time heist is, yeah. has a very light feel. Uh, so anyway, but they they fail. Most, much of this movie is light. After the after the beginning. After the beginning and and like at the end it's like heavy also. Yes. But a lot of the middle is super light. Yeah. And back to like the Avengers glory days, really. Right. So. So we get now we get to Tony we get back zoom back to Tony who they, they yeah Tony has been pondering this in his head as even as long as they've left but he's not he doesn't want to tell anyone yet and so he's doing his his classic analyze with, well first he sees the picture of of Peter yeah so which really as we talked about you know the, the, him losing Peter in the last movie is his true motivation loses Peter now he's futzing around with his time machines organizing right. things he's, and he's getting the theory right and it works yeah he figures it out right shit he says he's like i really he, he he you could tell that he wishes he couldn't have figured it out you wish he he wishes he could have said no he has that scene with pepper where he's like i can put it in a box throw it at the bottom of the lake nick can never think about it again he just says it's that's not you you can't do it yeah you cannot you would never you would never be able to sleep again if you did it yeah and he knows it's true so he pulls up to Avengers headquarters with a fancy new shield for Cap. Yeah. Fix, fixes the shield. And this is like truly like a bit, a real throwback of the team is back together. Captain America is, he's no longer man without a country. He's Captain America yeah. again. Tony Stark is a full Avenger again. He's, they, they brought Hawkeye back. They've convinced him to join the team. Hawkeye's back. And he's back. got something to prove and nothing to lose. Right. At this he's, point, he's des- he's fulfilled the desperation quota. Right. That, from, that we're looking and, for. And we have the core movie. Avengers team back together. The original to do six what they can. plus Rocket plus Nebula. Right. Plus Rhodey plus Rhodey. Yes. So th- those are the they're they're back and they're ready to do the time heist. Yeah. The time heist basically the way they figure it out is there are going to be three. They three need to get trips. Infinity Stones because they've been destroyed so they can't be in this present time. They have to go back before they were destroyed. And the way time and we'll talk about time travel more. But the way time travel because I think that's one of your grievances with the movie. Yes. The way time travel works here is that you cannot it's not like a back to the future time where if you do something in the past it impacts your future. There it's an alternate timeline theory. So you can take an object back and they prove that by uh, Clint goes back and gets his son's baseball glove and brings it back. Right. So they can bring back these stones to the future but they can't actually just they can't go back and as Rhodey says kill baby Thanos mm-hmm. so that's the, that's the way they present that's it. the way they present time travel and it's just, Rhodey Rhodey literally argues with them about why isn't it like back to the future right and him and Scott go back and yeah. forth and then they basically they the way they argue it is they just have Tony and Bruce the two smartest people in the room say you're an idiot that's not the way it works Rocket who's also very smart says the same exact yes. thing 
and pretty much like, okay, I guess that's it. That's the way time travel works. Right. And that was their acknowledgement to the audience that this this is the rules for this. These are the, they set the rules series. up. So the time heist is is kind of scheduled like this. You have the battle. You have the New York trip, the right. Asgard trip, and the space trip. And in those three trips, they're going to get the six Infinity Stones. In New York are currently the Space Stone, the Time Stone, and the Mind Stone. Mind Stone in the Scepter of Loki. In the set in Loki's Scepter. Right. In the in the uh, Asgard trip, you have the Ether. You have the Reality Stone. Yes. And in space, you have the Soul Stone of Vormir, and you have the Power, power stone, stone in the Temple of the Power Stone on yes. that planet that Peter Quill visits. Right. So, kind of not much to say, basically, about a couple of these trips. Thor has, and yeah. Asgard Thor has the conversation with his mother and kind of goes on. Right, and we can arc. talk about our gonna, opinion. We'll talk about ta- the Thor character. Thor. We're going to talk about There's Thor a big later. change in the Thor character, but we can kind of talk about that. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're kind of breezing through a lot of these points because we're yeah. going to bring them up in, right. so in our discussion. So, that's the premise for the time heist. And all the Avengers are going to split up. Two or more of them are going to go to each place. Right. And they're going to bring all the stones back to... You know, present day, and they're gonna undo everything if they can. So the time heist has three major snags that come up. The first major snag is that there's a problem where they don't know, they don't realize how much the Hulk hates stairs, and he ends up yes. knocking the Tesseract from New Tony. Uh, Loki right. escapes, setting up the Loki Disney Plus series. Yes. But they need to find the Tesseract. They still have, they get the Mind Stone and the Time Stone from New York, but they don't have the Tesseract. So Captain America and Tony Stark. And really just to show that these two are back together and they trust each other again, they're on the same page. Right. They go back to the 1970s. They're, they're going to try again to get... To try again. The only place the that has stone. both the Tesseract and the and the pin particles in the same place. Right. They're so, going to get use the pin particles to continue to go through time. Right. And they so they're going to... Quantity. And they'll go back to the base that uh, Captain America visited in Winter in, Soldier. Right. And... And that he trained at when he when he was tested for the Super Soldier. Right, Saturn the program. one that was blown up in Winter Soldier. Right. That, but it, because they're going back to 1970, it's still an active. It's still base. there, and surprise, we run into uh, you know Howard Stark. Run into Howard Stark. Roger, yeah. Roger Sterling, John right. Slattery playing Roger playing. Uh, another Howard great performance Stark. on that regard. Yeah, he's great at this character. Yeah. And so he's doing his thing. It's a really great closure because Tony's also had this secondary arc. Of dealing with his father issues and dealing with his dad. And being a father himself. And being a father now. himself now. And he basically is able to really get closure. Kind of this closure that he was searching for in Civil War. Right. Like this barf system that right. we talked about with the Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. That he was never able to get. He's able to get it here. And he realizes that his dad, even though he didn't show it and he wasn't perfect, his dad cared. Yeah. And so he gets that great closure. And it's almost, at this moment, you're it's almost like Iron Man's ready to die. He's at peace. Yeah, he's doing, he's he closed he's another chapter right there. He closed another. He closed. He closed the cap outstanding cap tension book. Yes. And he closed the the father outstanding yeah. tension. Book. Cap, I think Cap sees Peggy at this point too, right? Cap sees Peggy, but Peggy doesn't see Cap. Yes. Cap sees yes. Him, sees her through a wall. They're both kind of time heisting through the base. And this goes and 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 they try to show Peggy again. Because they're setting up the end of this movie. Right. So they need to establish that Cap cares a lot about Peggy and that he's felt this great sense of loss right. by not getting to be with her. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't like that part. But we'll get to it. 
So anyway, so that's so they find it. They find the Tesseract. They had the great moments. They're able to talk. They go back. Yeah, the this sec- team was pretty successful. They was, got all three eventually. They got all three. They one hiccup done. The next two, the next two hiccups come. The first hiccup, try and get the Soul Stone. The viewer already knows this. They need to yeah. sacrifice to get the Soul Stone. Right. Our characters, at least from what we see, don't know it. They sent Clint and Nat to, yeah. and basically to get the Soul Stone, you need to give up someone that you love. They each are each other's most loved characters because Clint has lost the rest of his family. Nat. I guess that's the reason. I kind of, I, I, I kind of think about this one, and I'm like, I don't know how it fits. I wonder if it worked, if it would have worked in the other way. You know, I guess it would have. I'm not sure. Maybe it would have worked for, I, I guess it would have worked if, if Clint. I could see that. I was just surprised that. I think it works because. That it worked in the other direction. Yeah, I think it works because of, just because their their past relationship and they clearly yeah. do love each other in, in a way and, and I think now especially because Clint doesn't have, any family, Nat's like his only family left. And right. that, it's been obviously a theory. Nat doesn't have family of her own. Her family is the Avengers and first and foremost, Clint. Right. So that hiccup, Nat, after a tough, a tussle, Nat sacrifices herself. Yeah. And Clint gets the soul stone. Right. The late, the latest one, the last one is when they're trying to get the power stone, Rhodey's able to do it. There's some weird cosmic link between Nebula from the future and Nebula from the past. Right. When they're in the same time period, the kind of radio frequency type elements like sync from one to the other. Right. So it gives so it causes the time machine to sort to sort out and she's she's on the ground in pain. Both nebulas are in pain. And it leads to the nebula from the future getting captured by the nebula from the past, who in two thousand fourteen is still Thanos's loyal servant. Right. At this time. Right. So so she ends up going back to the past in disguise as future Nebula. Yeah, she she the the, the later Nebula is captured, and that sets up kind of how the battle will happen. Right. Um, Thor and Rocket are sent to get the ether, and that's more comedic than anything else. Yeah, it has the one powerful moment of Thor talking to his mom. But other right. than that, it really is just played. You know, Rocket goes in, stabs a. Stabs Natalie Portman, right. gets the ether out of her, and runs away. Right. So, so it it doesn't have the same growth moment. So that's where we are with the stones. We've gotten all the stones back. All the stones are back. Now it's just time to snap. Right. Um. Eventually, they, they're arguing they're, about who should do it. Thor really wants to do it. Right. He's powerful. He's he's like, I can do it. Tony says, you know, you're in no shape to do this. And right. Bruce volunteers. He says, the stone, it, the gaunt, the Stones emit gamma radiation. I'm gamma. gamma. I'm made to do this. If anyone has a chance, yeah, it, I was built for this. He yeah. said I was built for this. He says yeah. that he that's his purpose. That's why that's why he thinks he spent so much time in the oil. Now it's yeah. Now it's he's realizing why he became Professor Hulk yeah. to be able to do this. So he's able and he, and it works. He snaps. It, it's very you can see it's painful. It burns yeah. this whole Something half of his body. We don't see. The results everywhere around him, they're kind of like, okay, did it work? Did it not work? But definitely it, it, it injured Hulk in and a way. Hulk, he did something. Yeah. He channeled the power of the stones. Right. He And then our first notice is that we get a call. Clint gets a call from his wife. Yeah. Who's dead. And he talks to her. Right. And we get, and we get Ant-Man looking out, on, looking out on a grateful universe. And we see more plants. We see more yes. bugs. We see more just life. It's teeming right. with life now where it wasn't before. Right. And as he's staring out, 
we see Thanos' spaceship. Yes. That the the future nebula, let, the, past the past nebula, nebula. let through. Right, let through the portal, and then they traveled through time. And so this is a Thanos, this Thanos certainly driven, but without a lot of the experiences that he's had, without sacrificing Gamora. Right. And all all of the other steps. He is now, and he also has been able to learn from his previous, where before he always thought that it would work. He thought that if he sacrificed and he had this strong will, it would work. Now he realizes that people are trying to undo what he, before he viewed it that no one was willing to do it, but once it actually happened, they'd be like, they'd accept it, and then it would be you, it. Thank you, Thanos. Yes. You did what was right. We didn't have this, we didn't he have re- the balls to do it, but you you were right. Right. Now he realizes that he's done it. They and they're can, trying to undo it. They can never get. They haven't got, been able to get past it, and right. he sees that as his mistake. And and his solution to that mistake is, I'll add to my second snap that they won't even remember that they existed. He's going to rather than killing half. Now it becomes more mustache curly villain. Yeah. He rather than killing right. half of all people, he's going to kill everyone, shred the universe down to its last atom, and essentially create a new universe in not in his image necessarily, but a new universe that I don't know why the new universe would run in, not run into the same problems as the old universe. Yeah. This Thanos is not as well thought out as the last Thanos. Right. This Thanos is more just he's evil, he wants to kill everyone. And he's just a force that needs to be stopped. He's not the main character of this movie like he was in the last one. Right. Yeah. Um, he doesn't think as much through. There's a core element of uh, this. The, the Thanos in this movie was not even my biggest problem with this movie. I mean, no, I don't think it's necessarily a problem because I think the last movie was but, about Thanos. This movie is about the Avengers. Yeah, but which I think makes sense. But he's not. It's good. it's clearly different. Yeah, it's clearly different. The, he's the, not the same there's character. less depth. Not the same character at all. Yeah. But, so so he's arrived, and the Avengers at this moment are still on their own. They're completely, yeah. they're completely on their own. They at least they're together as a team, but they're taken by surprise because Thanos' ship, as soon as they see it, fires right into the base and blows it apart, and everyone goes flying in all directions. Some of them below the ground. And basically, we see Ant Man and we see Rocket, Rhodes, and um, Hulk are now kind of they're out of commission. Ant Man actually has to go save them. Uh, Iron Man helps Captain America, gives him back his shield, and essentially while the rest of them are kind of recovering, right. we see Clint. Cap- well, Clint picks up the gauntlet. Yeah. And then we see Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor ready to face Thanos. Right. This is the big. And these are the these these are the guys who fought Loki and, and came together. This is the core of the core. This is the core three. These are yes. the three. These are the they fought each other in right in the in the first Avengers. These are the three movie. These are this, the three guys. And this is the first thing I'll give you. This is the first part of the 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 moment. This is the first moment in the movie that I liked. Wow. It took me over an hour and a half to start liking this movie. That is so. Oh, that man. was rough. There are some parts in the time heist that are great. I That's couldn't. Crazy. I couldn't. Okay. Well, this is the first it. moment that I actually enjoyed. So the three of them are facing it down. We have an awesome fight scene. Here, yeah. Where the three it, of them are just going at it. We see the we balances, see a, the combinations, the 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 moves together. We see Thor teaming up with with uh, Cap to yeah, shield and shield, ha- shield and hammer. hammer. We see Thor charging up Iron Man, who after you can see Tony's like innovation yeah. after the first where he charges up him in the first Avengers unintentionally. Here he even has like a separate 
capacity to do it on purpose. Yeah. And to tr- and to supercharge his suit. But this Thanos is just even with no Infinity Infinity Stones is super powerful. Yeah. He's more powerful than the Thanos in the last movie. Yeah. Uh, he's he's tough, but you know, and he and they. Stormbreaker doesn't do the job that it did in the last movie. No, because this is not... I don't not, know why. Because it's not the same Thor. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. It's not the same Thor. If it was the same Thor, I think this fight would be over in a second. But it's not a Thor that's been... It's a Thor that's he's, been on his he's couch. He's lost it. Yeah. He's been on his couch for five years. He hasn't had yeah. the same... You know, it's not the same guy. It's not really the same anyone. It's not the same Cap. It's not the same Iron Man. Right. In the last movie, they're all the peak of their powers. This movie, they took a five year. they took five years off. Yeah. And now they're trying to fight him. They're trying to get it back, but they're not. They're not nearly as as you know. And they probably don't believe they can win. Even. You know, this you is know, more. This is more of a now they they don't have any arrogance anymore. Yeah. This is their desperate. This they're is fighting desperation. Desperate. They're trying as hard as they can. They pulling out all the stops. They they weighed the one thing I did appreciate. They weighed even trying this. You know, even trying to bring everyone back before they started this, and like this yeah. is the risk. Like it now it has to work. Yeah, because like, it'll only be worse. Right, exactly. Like we have no choice. We, yeah. We created this, you know, we created this mess. Now it's time right. to solve it. So the fight scenes happen. You and know, now I'm getting. I the think first we're, round. We're about to get to the part that's probably the second thing you liked in this movie. Yes. So so the fact that they they had a fight was well, I enjoyed. Um, this is the greatest moment in this movie. It is an amazing. I, it's it's an the amazing greatest movie, moment in this movie. And it's a great payoff for Marvel fans. Yeah. It's so, teased since Age of Ultron. So they're fighting, and uh, Captain America once again is fighting Thanos alone. Yes. And it's not going well. Clearly, you know what we what we thought and saw a little bit in Infinity War. We definitely see in Endgame that that he's outmatched strength right. wise. The shield has been broken. So now Thor comes to help. Yeah. So now Thor comes to help, and then. Thanos just starts wailing on Thor. Yeah. And he knocks Thor down. He's actually like grabs Stormbreaker from Thor and starts pushing Stormbreaker into Thor's chest. Yes. Yes. And Thor's trying to right. hold it back with all his might. That's right. Until we see Mjolnir flying and hitting Thanos off yes. of Thor. Takes and who catches it? Captain America. Captain America wielding Mjolnir, just stay posing. And then not yes. only does he I think the best part of this is yeah. I start three times, all three times. Theater goes crazy. It's amazing. It's an amazing it's moment. It's an amazing moment. It I just almost chills. I almost like the moment after it where he the other, yeah where he doesn't just start. It's not like he just used it. He threw it. He picked it up. Yeah. He starts. You know, as Odin says, whoever has this can you know wields the shall power he be of worthy Thor. has the power of Thor. Yeah. He starts summoning lightning. Yeah. He starts flinging the hammer around for the great uppercut that's the most cinematic moment the great uppercut, great uppercut. And, uppercut. and then throws it down with the light some of the lightning right. strike onto thanos yeah he really like you and just like captain america as like the tactical genius he immediately knows this is how i use the shield in the show use the shield and the hammer together yeah he's doing things and it's the cherry on top of this moment though you know that that reminds us that it was hinted so much is right when he gets the hammer before he even goes at thanos you hear Thor you see, watching him. You, you hear and watch Thor, and he says, "I knew it." He's laughing. He's like, "I knew it." Because <laughs> because right back in Age of Ultron, the only one to have any bit of movement on on the hammer, almost lifted it in the test, was Captain America. So here's here's a theory. 
Captain America, even though he's almost he's pretty much pure of heart in Age of Ultron. So there's two theories that come here. Yeah. One is that he could have lifted the hammer in Age of Ultron, but he chose not to to save Thor's feelings. There's that mm-hmm. theory. There's the other theory that Captain America was pretty much worthy. The only thing he wasn't worthy of is that he was keeping the secret from Tony of who killed his parents. And that once that secret was out and they reconciled, Captain America truly became worthy to, weird, to wield Mjolnir. Did he know the secret at the time? I think it's implied he did know the secret at the time. How did he know it? Uh, he must have must uh, have known it from Shield. Captain uh, Ultron is post post Winter Soldier. Oh yeah. So I think that's that's how he knows it. Yeah, that's true. And I'll add another one to it. I think it helps that there's a moment of necessity. Yeah, I think you know. I think just being able to pick the hammer up for the sake of making a point is different than then you than, need to than having a use and to save and to save it. and to save a life. Thor's right. He saved Thor's life using right. the hammer. Right. And he even he. It's actually interesting. That like once you're worthy, you can now can use it. And I wonder how much he uses it later on when he's like delivering the. Uh, yeah, I think he. Do, I think he does. I think yeah. he does too. Yeah, Which so it's pretty cool. So it's an amazing about. moment. It's it's a huge payoff for the fans. And I had it wrong. The shield isn't broken at that point. He had to, he has both hammer and shield at that point. Right. So so the true desperation moment comes yes. that even despite the hammer, even despite despite Stormbringer, right. Even despite Iron Man and his nanotech armor, they're not enough for Thanos. Thanos is he knocks down the other two and he's just wailing on Captain America. Yeah. Captain America can't do anything. He holds his shield up. And whatever you know, this, the, the, this, this whatever the, this material is like stronger than vibranium. Long sword. Right, he's well, whack, 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 and breaking the, breaks the shield breaks in two, and it and evokes the scene from Age of Ultron, where Tony sees everyone lying on this a very similarly looking like dark battlefield. Right. This is the vision where Captain America is lying down, and the shield is broken next to him. Right. This is very reminiscent of that, and then right as it seems that all hope is lost, and he gets up too. He gets this up. is Captain America getting up. This is Captain America being Captain America. This yeah. is not. See, this is why like it was so important that Captain America gets the shield this, back. This is a. Gets, this is. It, it's you know it's not that he's done anything wrong, wrong. in the last one, but he, this brings him back to the purest form. He wasn't himself in the last movie. Yes. And, and that was evidenced by his costume and by you know even the beard right. and stuff. He now he's back. He's Captain America. He's back. And so he on the ground. Thanos is expecting the surrender. He grips the half of the shield even tighter on like, his arm. Come on, come get stands me. Stands up, up. And, you know, is ready for a fight. He, he does everything except, you know, saying once more that I could do this all day. He, but we know he's desperate. And they, they show Thanos' entire army and all that's standing up to it it's Captain is Captain America. America. And then you hear... You hear that the call. On uh, your yeah. left. Yeah. On your left, which, which is, is obviously a callback to, to Falcon and, and Captain so, America in, in yeah, Winter Soldier. In Winter Soldier, Captain America running laps around him in when DC they, when they first became meet, friends. And he says, yeah. oh, he kept saying, on your left. On so now left. Falcon says, on your left, and all these portals start opening up. Yes. And out comes every hero that was snapped away. Yeah, you hear you hear all of Wakanda and, and the, you know, a Bombay, you know, charge. Yeah. yeah. And we and we hear, we see all the all these wizards come through. Yes, now other, like, other members of uh, the Sorcerer Supreme right. uh, group. Yeah, all, all of them. 
we see a lot of we see the flying machines from Wakanda. We see the people from Titan come in, led by Doctor Strange. We see guard. We see guardians come we back. See the guardians come back. We see even we see the first appearance of Rescue in the MCU, which yeah. is Pepper Potts in the in a special Iron Man yes. type armor. Right. We see who's come to the scene at this point. Right. Yeah. We see the we see uh the Wasp. Right. Yes. Um, from Man and the Wasp, we see who Spider Man comes Spider-Man, back. Spider Man. Um. Everyone is back. At this point, Ant-Man becomes giant. Wanda. Wanda's back. back. Right? Yes. Everyone from the Wakanda scene, Bucky's back. Right. Everyone is here, and Captain America just... You can see that in his face, he just has this pure smile, because there's hope now. Yeah. They, they have a chance. They have they, a chance. They, they're ready to fight. This is going to be... Like, in the Age of, in Age of Ultron, he says, you know, all of me versus all of you. Yeah. This, that's what this is here. Right. It's all of Cap... All, all of all the, the Avengers. Heroes, all the heroes. And and really all the Avengers because as as Captain America says Avengers assemble yes these are all assemble. Avengers and and most important to Iron Man Spider Man is back Peter is back and Peter says Doctor Strange told us that we have to go right away yeah to 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 help Iron Man he goes I must have fell asleep or something because then oh, then Doctor Strange is like we need to go and I was like okay yeah <laughs> it's like you're on Earth and it's five years later <laughs> right and and then Iron Man hugs him yeah which if you remember. Homecoming. There's a scene where Tony Stark, because they had this mentor-mentee relationship, yeah. in the car. In the car. Yeah. They want Tom. Uh, Spider-Man thinks he's going in for a hug, and he's really just trying to open oh, the, the door, door for him. Yeah. So here we have this moment where Peter's taking it back. It's like, oh, oh wow. Like yeah. he's he's appreciating it, and it's such a great moment. And now we have this huge battle, which unlike the Battle of Wakanda in the last movie. I think this battle just works visually. Yes. I think we it's a lot of a lot of amazing stuff here. You you from right off the bat, you don't have any like mental argument that why are they opening the shields? It, you know, it's just different parameters. Yeah, this is like and a true desperate like to... everyone's charging. Yes. We need we need to do this. Uh, and we see they do a good job of highlighting the different heroes' powers at yeah. various points. That's true. Uh, especially well, and then we get the the classic uh, Wanda comes back full of rage. Yes. And, you know, a great line by, by her in this point. I think she actually got a lot of fans with this line of, oh, you, know, yeah. you know, you took everything from me. Thanos says to her, I don't even know who you are. And then she just says, you will. <laughs> and starts crushing him with her, like, psychic yes. powers. Yes. And then he's so desperate, he says, rain fire and kill kill everyone on the battlefield from their ships above. Right. Including... Their his own troops, right. and, and this strategy like it, it's it might have worked, but it's not really successful because pretty much all the sort all the wizards just like put the shields redirect up, redirect the yeah the, yeah the portals and they redirect put portals it. up, they put shields up, they just but it's destroying a lot of the earth underneath and and it's causing a lot of like terrain damage in that right. and the carriage have to dive out of the way. I don't think I, I don't think that many people. I think die he just wants chaos. He wants chaos, and he wants chaos now. Yeah, he's not he's not even gonna try to defeat. Thanos them is afraid at yes, this moment. He's true. never afraid in the last movie. That's he's afraid true. now. And now we get Captain Marvel back, who right. has a great entrance, much like she did in her solo movie. She just takes out all these ships. Yeah, that that's what gets rid of the firepower. Is right. She's come back from space. She comes back from space. It's about time, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Couldn't have used you to, for the time I said all. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, she's back. Here we and now we get the great uh, football scene with the yes. with the Infinity Gauntlet they, trying to get it into the realm, send it back through time so Thanos can't get it. Yeah. And because that's kind of the, the goal is they think they can the heroes our heroes think they can win this battle 
this battle because they have everyone here. Yeah. They think they can win this battle as long as Thanos doesn't get a hold of the of the gauntlet. Right. Like he did last time. Right. So the goal is to get the gauntlet as far away as possible, and that is done through sending it through time. But in order to send it through time, they need to get through the through essentially what's Thanos' lines. Yes. And so, you know, key people in this is Spider-Man for a time, but he's later on. I mean, yeah, so first... it starts with Clint. With Clint. And then it goes to Black Panther. Yes. And then it goes to Spider-Man. And, the, and, the, and supported by many of the female Avengers. Supported by many of the female Avengers, and then it goes to Captain Marvel. Yes. And then we have this pretty controversial scene in the movie where Captain Marvel gets the gets the van and gets gets the gauntlet to, yes. and, and she's within sight of the van and she's going to go through and then there's a whole bunch of soldiers pop up and that stops her and spider-man's like how are you gonna get through there all alone and then every female character yeah comes through and says she's not alone right and then they all fight and including mantis including mantis including gamora who's like other evil. gamora like right. not, not the gamora we know and yeah. love yeah this gamora who's much new. more cynical gamora Basically, again, if it's first, they want they wanted it for a shot. Yeah. We, we talked about it when we reviewed Infinity War how much we liked that scene, the, uh, the similar in, scene. In Infinity War, it worked perfectly it worked well. Really it worked really good. Sense. In this scene, it felt forced. Yeah. In one, you, you know, in one shot you have rescue and Tony fighting side by side. Yeah. And the other shot, rescue shows up here alone. Why wouldn't Tony follow? Like, it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like they're in this battle. This is the most important thing. Yeah. It should be everyone following. And I, and I get you want the shot, but it could be done but by having it so big. Yeah. And that, that was really – they could have done the shot with a few less characters. Sure. And, that, and then had I it appear it. more organically. Right. Right. The thing about, And the thing about it is that it's so unnecessary because what Captain Marvel does is – Captain Marvel's too strong. She just plows through the, yes. the mall anyway. Yes. Literally had no one been there. Most most of those people, most of the those heroes are like humanoid people who are not going to be able to run nearly as fast. Exactly. As Captain Marvel. The scene could have really could have been played for comic relief. Yeah. T- Spider Man could have gone. How are you gonna get through there all alone? She could have been like, like this, and then just like. Right. They don't. They never. They don't stop her. What they do is they blow up the van. Yeah. That's how. That's how uh, Thanos throws the his. Scenario. Thanos throws his thing into the van. So now, now they're kind of like, oh crap. Thanos is here. Thanos fights Captain Marvel. They have they go kind of back and forth. Right. Thanos is really only able to get the upper hand on Captain Marvel when he grabs the power stone out of the gauntlet. Yeah, he has to he, use the power to, to to take it, and he hasn't really done that before in this fight. Right. To any, yeah. at least any reasonable yeah. extent. And also again shows how powerful he is, and that he's able to just hold the power stone, which disintegr- which almost disintegrated the Guardians when they held right. it together. Right. He's able to hold it and use it just in his bare hand and punch her with it. So that knocks her back. And now we get a, a Doctor Strange goes to Iron Man. He holds up one finger. Yeah, because the gauntlet is up for grabs again, right? Right. And um, they have to. Somebody's got to get it. Because that right now Thanos knocks away Captain Marvel. Thanos has the gauntlet. Yeah. So he's about he's putting it on, and as he's about to put it on, Iron Man comes and grabs it. Yeah. And they're tussling over, it, and then he knocks him away. And Thanos gives, gives his line of the movie, I am inevitable, and snaps. Yeah. But nothing happens. Right. Because there are no stones in his gauntlet anymore. It's been swapped out. Swapped into out. The, into the, the new gauntlet that Iron Man has created. The new gauntlet Iron Man has created in his armor. Right. So Iron Man then gives just... Almost, honestly, the at this line point, that, that brings it right back. Honestly, at this point, I'm going to make the argument that 
I think this is the most famous line in movie history. Wow. I'm going Movie there. history. It's the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. It's the most famous line from this movie. It's the most famous line from the movie that started this whole entire franchise. Wow. I am Iron Man. And he snaps. Yeah. And then, then we get a whole lot of post-credit epilogue stuff. We get Tony's funeral. Mm-hmm. We get Tony dying. We get... Captain America going back in time? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have my arguments around that, but but back to that premise of they have to return the Infinity Stones, somebody's got to do it. Captain America volunteers, and he says, I'm going to do it by myself. Right. And we learned part of the reason he wanted to do it by himself is he wanted to stay there a bit. Which it, see, it seems like Bucky knows. Yeah. Based on the way he's acting. Because he's sad. Right. Like Sam's oblivious. And he thinks he's going to see him right you know and Bruce in a is obli- and Bruce is oblivious yes but it seems like Bucky knows cuz cuz Bucky knows Captain America the, about as long as anyone else their yeah, childhood and knows, friends and knows him as a person knows yeah. who he is and knows again I, this is uh, this is a part I'll probably go into agree with yeah. you on the problems yeah about it so the sentimentality is there. It, it, it's tough in other ways, but yeah. And so we, yeah, we learned that Captain America stayed there and had a life there. And now, and, then, and now he comes and, and he's old Captain America. Yeah, he's old, and he gives the shield up to uh, Falcon. He gives the shield up to Falcon. He uh, also, we should notice that we we talked about all the people that were there. The Asgardians were there as well. Yes. Led by Valkyrie. Yes. Which leads into this last scene where Thor, Thor doesn't really have a place. He never, he never wanted to be king. Even when he was technically quote unquote king, he was bad at it. He wants to. He's fulfilled his goal. He saved the world. He was part, part of the crew that saved the world. He wants. Right. He doesn't know what he wants to do. Yeah, he's lost. He's lost. And he wants to find himself, and he realizes at this point. Again, Thor. Thor's whole. Thor's whole journey has been about accepting his flaws, and and emerging stronger from them. He accepts that he's not a good king, so he cedes the throne to Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Who in his, which is honestly a pretty great arc for Valkyrie because when we yeah. meet her in Ragnarok, she's she's an alcoholic. Yeah, she's kind of like a mess. She's so jaded about her experience of Asgard. Yeah, about Asgard in general, yes. about all its guardians, about the, especially the throne of Asgard. Right. She's jaded, and here and then she really has, in Thor's absence, has led the Asgardian people, and doing so became worthy of being king queen of Asgard. Right. So. That is, I think that's a solid arc that ties that up. So for Valkyrie, sure. Basically, we've got here just a lot, a lot of fast forwarding. I have my issues with Thor. Sure, and we'll, we're gonna talk yeah. more about it. But we have right here, we have our fast forwarding of why, how we're gonna end these characters, why the original Avengers aren't gonna be in the same positions they were before. Yeah. Thor's gonna be off in space. He's not really doing his Asgard thing as much. Although the recent announcements of Thor: Love and Thunder. It's kind of up in the air. Yeah, we that don't know gonna, where that'll go. Yeah, because here it seems he's going to be in the Guardians, the next Guardians movie. With those announcements, it doesn't seem that way. But when you space and travel, things can really... Uh, yeah, he may be like, you know, a, a part of it, but not not there the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's talk about some of the differences. And um, I don't know. I think we should start. I think we should start with Captain America. Let's start with Captain America. Yeah. Let's start with Captain America's arc. So Captain America, the last thing we should mention, obviously he went back in time. We we also see the very very end scene, is is a flash a flashback of what this timeline is, and uh, it's the 40s, and 
uh, it's the house of Peggy Carter, and she has uh, pictures of young, young, you know, Steve Rogers before the war, you know, during the war and all that, and she's dancing, and then all this, you know, we see that it's it's Steve with her that he went back in time. And the two of them are dancing. They fin- they're finally getting their dance. Yes. That they never got. And the same music is playing as was playing on the radio in Captain America Winter Soldier. Really? Yes. When she when, when she's in the hospital? No, when the music is playing and Nick Fury crashes his in on his apartment and really? has music play. Oh. It's like a record that Steve had. Interesting. He picks up he just picks up a record that Steve had, but it's the record that that's they're good. Listening that's to a at good the Easter end. egg. I did not catch that. Yeah. And it's, it's the same. Obviously, it's the Russo brothers and the the writers are are another duo, and they and they did both movies. So I think they they thought to bring yeah, stuff back. Sure. So yeah, I, I like a lot of the sentimental elements of Captain America stuff. Um, it's just a weird. I I can't wrap my head around like that like the putting behind the saving the world element. Yeah, it's kind of weird, especially and, for and this the time, Captain America. The time you know. heist, which we got to talk about too, the time heist makes a lot of that hard because I think the big issue that people can have is like, did Captain America sit on the sidelines for all like the te- most terrible things of the 20th century? It seems that way. Because this time he wanted to have a life. It's it's hard. Like, yeah, if, 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 we, knew, lives, if yeah. we knew that that he was with Peggy and they both tried to do things within shield and there was something else within the realm of the time of the time stuff, which I don't love, I could live with, but I don't, I just don't see him hanging so, it up. So I, I, I actually, you know, we sold this as an argument and we will argue later. I actually agree with you completely about Captain America. I, I hated the end of for his arc as a character. Yeah. I think that I didn't hate it. I just didn't know enough to be comfortable with it. Well, I'll go that I hated it. Okay. Because I really hate him going back in time. Because I don't think that this is who he is. Yeah. That it's a quarter of his character that he's the man. You know, Loki introduced. Oh, the man from out of time. Yeah. He that that's his thing. It's his tragic backstory. Sure. I think it undercuts who he is to give him this do-over of going. So there's that. Yeah. Just like thematically, there's also just his relationship that he's built up. You know, he fundamentally changed. The only thing that's caused him to change who he is as a character is Bucky. In in terms of he's done that in Winter he's, Soldier, he's he did a, that. He's in, questioned authority because of Bucky. Right, which he never really does before yeah. then. And and Civil War, he does it to a really large degree. Right. And here, he finally gets Bucky back, and finally Bucky is Bucky's the White Wolf. You know, he's yes. no longer the Winter Soldier. Not brainwashed. Not brainwashed anymore. That's all been resolved. He's he just abandons him, you know. He doesn't. Yeah. He goes back. Plus, I just don't think it. You know, going back to the Age of Ultron uh, scenes from from Wanda shows everyone like kind of like a dystopian view of their future. Yeah. And and with his view, his like nightmare is everyone else is like this like, grim, dark. He's just, like dancing. And the war's over, and he yeah. he's because he has nothing to do. He's a soldier. Yeah, that's who he is. He he has to. He's got the next fight. It, I know they tried to say like at the end, oh I'll get one of those. You know Tony Tony was able to leave get a life and like get a Tony life. Had. That's, I want to. Also. That was my problem. But I just don't think it fits the character. 
I think I don't think he would have I agree with you. I don't think he would have been able to put it to put it on the sideline. Yeah. And and I think I think the problem is they gave us no indication that he that he did more. It, it was just a one-line thing, and it needed from for that character. Otherwise, we would have had to know like, that we exactly like Falcon would have had to know that Captain America has been doing something for seventy years. Right. That yeah. we've seen for that long. Right. We just don't have it. So here, here's my here's my thing. Their goal was to get Captain America out of future movies, unless they want to bring him back through time travel. Yeah, and not kill him. And not and didn't want and they didn't want to kill him because they didn't want to lessen the weight of killing Iron Man. Yeah, I see that. Here is how you do it. Okay. You Captain America gives up his powers. His super soldier serum. His super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. And then he can't. Then he can't. Yeah. I have there's a couple ways you can do it. You can either have him go back in time he goes back far enough where he hasn't he hasn't gone through it yet, and yeah. it was just an alternate life of him as an artist. Yeah. And maybe he still falls in love with Peggy Carter because their love is pure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you go back, and, and this is a little bit outside baseball, but he returns the soul stone. Yeah. Right? How does he return? How do you return the soul stone? Red Skull says it's an it's a an eternal exchange, a soul for yes. a soul. Yes. He has to exchange a soul. Here's the thing. You have to give up the thing you love most. Captain America doesn't really love anything. You think any. to return it, you have to do that. I think to return it, and this is, I think this is how you would kind of you can get Nat back. Yeah. To return it, you you so you give up the Soul Stone. You have to give up yourself. And you give up yourself, Captain America. The thing he loves most, the thing he's the thing that's most about him, is being Captain America. Hmm. He gives it up, and that's his sacrifice. Not a person. Not a person. Because he, had, he, you know, he doesn't have nobody's there. Right. He gives himself up, and he gives up this life that he's been living, and what he gives up his whole life, and that's how you get rid of that. That's an yeah, it's an interesting take on it. I, I just think it works better. I like the idea of him not having the super soldier serum. Because now but I, I feel like he would still try though. But I think that makes giving it, up his life, like the soul, like like his his the way his life was, that could do it. That's why I think yeah. he gives up the whole thing and it's evidenced by him giving up the this, this super serum. Right. And maybe then he can go back and live in peace. Or he can live currently and, and just, you know, fade into the background and know that he did. But at that, he made the trade. So, yeah, I don't know. I also never really thought the Peggy and him thing was really set up that well. I never really loved it, honestly. Yeah. And especially these people, you know, who made this movie, they wrote... Civil War, they wrote Winter Soldier. I think that the Peggy York was closed in those movies. He yeah. Kiss, he kisses Sharon Carter, for Christ's sake. Yeah, that was a little... I have problems with that, too. So, I don't know. Captain America, I think we're... I want to be happy for him. I agree with your problems. Yeah, well, I think we're kind of in agreement. I mean, yeah. That, that's the harshest I'm probably going to be about this movie. Is this not Captain yeah. America? So then let's talk about stuff we disagree a lot more on. Yeah, go. Thor. Yeah, let's talk about okay, Thor. Okay, so they created Fat Thor. Fat Thor. Um, they introduced Thor. The five years later Thor is, is like dr- drunk and dazed on the couch playing Fortnite with Korg. With Korg and Meek, yeah. And Meek. And 
he's just like that's all he does. He's not leading the community or anything, and the, nope. and and that's what he does. And our introduction to him, other than like, hey, hello, you know, so like excited to see like their old college buddy kind of reaction. Right. Is Korg is playing the game, and and somebody's he's like, oh, you know, this guy's uh, cheating again or whatever, and then. Has taunted me again. And then he. Uh, New Master sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, he he steals the telecom. He steals the he steals the mic from Korg and threatens this kid. <laughs> I will destroy you with Go lightning. Go down to your parents' basement and rip your throat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, what the heck is this? It's like, hello, this is Thor, God of Thunder. <laughs> yeah. What what happened to Thor? I agree. It's a huge change for Thor. I'm not. Disp- no one's gonna dispute I don't that. It's it. totally. Ch- but I, the thing is, I. But the thing is, I think it makes sense. How? Because we have Thor, as in the last movie we saw it over and over again. He's only fueled by revenge and by the wanting to stop Thanos. Yeah. That's all that fuels him. He he's willing to give up his life trying to get the, that axe because he knows he can't do it himself. He and then he fails. And then he. I don't. I just. It seems so odd to me that like that's what, that's where he goes, and he kind of keeps it. Like he never recovers from it too. He only he starts to recover at the end. Yeah. When he has his, when he's with his mom. mom when he after mom. he talks with his mom and when he yeah. finds out that even though he's depressed, and even though he's lost, he's still worthy. He's not a bad person anymore. And that's why he's still able to build Mjolnir. That's a big scene when he's like, "I'm so, I'm so worthy." Yeah. That's when he starts being Thor again, and when he so desperately wants to. It's not that he be. I don't think he became a different person. This is how he's processing the loss. He still wants to. De- he's begging to be the one to snap. He knows that it might kill him, but he's begging to do it because and he because at first he comes up this false bravado of I'm the strongest Avenger. I should snap. But then, you know, when they say, no, don't do it, he, he's begging. He's like, please, let me do something. Because he knows how close he was to stopping Thanos. And he knows he just, he just failed. And even killing Thanos didn't make him feel better. Even getting the revenge, being a revenger, didn't make him feel better. Nothing's made him feel better. He's been trying to dull his pain with alcohol, with food, and with video games, and nothing's worked. He thinks he's trying to feel better in that one split second. He thinks he can make a difference. So here's, here's my counter to that. I think, yes, he's driven in Infinity War by the revenge and the anger emotion, but there's nothing that happens in Infinity War for him that should make that should devastate him more than any of the other things that have happened to him, starting with losing his mother. He lost his mother, and he managed through that. Because he's, al- he's always won. He's lost, he lost Odin, and he managed through that. He loses Loki and a bunch of Asgardians that, yeah, I guess for 1,490 years he hung out with. And that's what breaks him? Yeah, because that's the this is the first time... Thor has won his entire life. This is the first time he loses permanently. And he can't change it. He loses he permanently, but... No, but he doesn't break until he until he knows it's over. Until, he, until, until that moment on wherever the farm is 
where he kills Thanos and he realizes it can't be undone. That's when he breaks. It's not before then. Before then, he's still driven because he thinks he may be able to change it. He's pissed. Like yeah. Rocket said, he's pissed, but he's not lost. Yeah. So thing the difference is when he loses his mother, well, he kills Malakath later in the movie. Yeah. He's able to get that revenge. When Odin dies, Odin, Hela doesn't kill Odin, but it's kind of, it seems like Hela it's kind of related. Killed. Hell is killed. Yeah. He wins. He finds purpose. He killed Thanos. He killed Thanos. He but can't he, bring them back, but he killed Thanos. He killed Thanos, but he wasn't able to stop. He wasn't able to stop Thanos. He's still able. He's able to stop everyone else. He's able to look. He did. He won. He always won. And this is someone who always wins, who lost for the first time, and that's how he dealt with it. I think he already had the losses, though. I mean, I think, I think hell, the Hella experience was just as devastating for him as Thanos. But it wasn't... Yes, yes, it's the universe. Yes, it's bigger stakes. But he already lost Asgard. He already lost many Asgardians when they left Asgard in Ragnarok. Right, but he, but he still had... And now he lost more of them, but not all of them. And And that's when he breaks. It doesn't make sense to me. I feel like they missed... The moment where they could have... I feel like the fact that they leave Asgard in Ragnarok and then he's immediately picked up, you know, immediately captured by uh, Thanos and fine, like it works for, for Infinity War. They never had this moment where he was like a Moses-type figure like that like that seemed like where they were going yeah, and yeah. they head faked it they yeah, never they had they, they never had like an odyssey of a journey where like he get he delivers them to the place where they need to the asgardians to where they need to be sure you're right and and they could have done that with this and it i don't know it didn't work for me i and i get your point i, I think we're gonna agree to disagree so i just want to say one last thing about kind of the movie thematically and why i think thor even beyond, because I think it fits his character, but even beyond, I think it fits thematically in the movie, because this movie is about how people deal with loss. We see it in a lot of different ways. Tony yeah. is able to move on because of his loved ones. Steve runs support groups. He's trying to move on with the help of other people. He's trying to move on by helping other people. But he could Nat, not move on, and it wasn't even this. No, but it's all about attempts, right? Yeah. Nat buries herself in her work to move on. She can't. Thor... This is a common thing. You know, Thor experiences depression, alcohol, all that stuff. That's a pretty common, in the real world, a common method to, yeah. to deal with loss. And it's not, it's never shown in superhero movies. In superhero movies, the way you deal with loss is you get angry and then you go get revenge. Yeah. Here there was no one to get revenge on. He did it already. And it's almost a bitter irony. And I think it just shows why it's every each character in this movie deals with things differently. And that was just one of, like, thematically, when you're creating a story, it was one of a bunch of different options to show how this loss was real and tried to ground, in this fantastical world, it grounded it into the real world. Yeah. So let's move on. Yeah. Agree We're going to agree to disagree. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Yeah. You guys can pick your side. Even yeah, pick right. your side, you know, <laughs> team neck. Um, but the biggest problem in this movie... Let's, not not I, a character. Arc. I think we're gonna talk about the time heist now. Time heist. We're gonna talk about time heist. Okay. Okay. Adding time travel in a, into a movie is a nuclear weapon. You you better know what you're doing. You better be a physicist. It's very it's very hard to do it because I, I, I because it. I can't think of a movie that 
tangentially uses time travel like like casually uses time travel and works the uh, you know they, how, many, they, how many movies tangentially use time travel and this movie doesn't tangent this movie is based on time travel the universe in the middle of it i would say the universe but not the beginning or the end i would say the universe tangentially uses time travel but this movie is pretty heavily based on time travel it's not though they talk about it but they the rules that they set are basically like we can use this machine and then return back to where we are and nothing will change almost you can like these the false realities will never exist yeah yeah, and they try to like they try to preempt that questioning by like sure. just saying like, well, the Back to the Future paradigm doesn't work or whatever, but they just kind of leave it open. And you think they leave it open? Yeah, I don't so. think I don't think they prove out their point at all. And you know, I know the Doctor Strange movie coming out is called Multiverse Madness. Right. They're gonna throw that in there. Sure. After they gave us another head, like a very wide, like a very intelligent head fake in Spider-Man: Far From Home, where yep. they they implied that the multiverse was real, but obviously it was a ploy. Mm-hmm. Um, like they just don't. It, nothing tells you about like these alternate universes or anything like that. Like how are you supposed to believe that that's? That's why you the had case. the whole scene between. And how do they go back? The ancient one and, and the Hulk. And why do they care about like? Why do you care about bringing back an an alternate an equal but alternate version of the people that you lost? It's just weird. Like, why would you want to bring back the actual people that you lost? They did bring back the actual people they lost. Yeah, they brought back the actual people. That... No, yeah. even in, in in canon, they bring back the actual people they lost. Yeah. Not like a parallel equal version. No, that would that would be its own thing if they like they saw said the multiverse. That would be a different way to do this to get people back. Be the multiverse then you'd have almost a spider-man far from home thing you're yeah. trying to get grab people from different multiverses and bring them into yours when you when they die yeah that's a villain plan <laughs> i mean that's kind of what gamora is at the end of this movie that's I mean, what gamora yes is. yes it's supposed to be different time but if they're it's going a, it's essentially if they're going back if they're going back in time if going back in time is a is like a different unit is a, is a different dimension right then the Gamora that they got is not the Gamora from the same dimension. Right. Well, and the Captain no, America. It, it, the, the Gamora they got is the Gamora from the same dimension, but the dimension Gamora was in previously, the 2014 when they went back, yes. is now different because it that's it, because Thanos left it. Except and including her. Except, I thought, based on what the previous sorcerer supreme said that if you brought the infinity stones back you would fix all that shit because before the only thing they were going to change that was long lasting was the infinity stones when they bring the infinite when they pop the infinity stones back nothing changes they trim the branches nothing changes dramatically Thanos, i think is a big enough change him leaving the universe that that universe is now altered forever they're now there are now two branching paths out of that timeline there's the timeline that we got, mm-hmm. and then there's the timeline where Thanos left that timeline to come to ours. And now that timeline exists without Thanos in it. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to get people on board with it. Yeah, it's confusing. Whenever you get time travel involved... And you you instantly introduce a parallel team. Right. And you, you 
I don't I don't disagree that time travel has its own you know it's hard to do well I I just think it's I think it really could have been anything because they don't they only they do solve a lot of the traditional problems with time travel by doing the multiverse kind of theory or interacting with your own self yeah. and stuff like that they say that that's okay basically it's okay as long as you just don't you know it's we don't want to damage any of these timelines but it doesn't matter for your quest it's just a way to get the stones time travel could have been they don't have to do time travel it was set up in other movies they've had you know through the quantum realm if was there a way to get was there a better way to get the other stones you can't well you, you you have to change the movie Right, but let, in a lot say, of ways. Let's just say, like, they started this movie. So let's just say Endgame can kind of... If they, they had the last scene from Endgame with Tony Stark snapping away Thanos, they want a final big battle. Yeah. That can stay pretty much the same. However Thanos and his army gets there, it can be done in a no, number sure. of different ways. They finish Infinity War, having said what they set up, and they're like, okay, Thanos snaps, and then they want to keep in that Thanos destroys the stones, because I think that makes sense, because it shows why... There's such tremendous loss because it can't be undone, at least reasonably. Yeah. Well. How else do you then? How do you show that loss while at the same time? Like, what what else can you do? I think time travel was the was the option they set up for in universe. I think, in terms of how problematic time travel is, it was less problematic in this movie than it was in a lot. That's been in a lot of other movies. If you want to destroy the stones at the beginning of this movie and not use time travel. Then you have to create some like, and and I'm not gonna, not necessarily better. You have to create some kind of like we will reconstitute the elements by something of whatever, which is still like a Tony Sci- Stark science and magic type, which is still like a Tony Stark creating creating, creating shit. new infinity stones. Yeah, instead of creating a time machine, he does he does the lab tinkering to create new infinity stones. Right. And they're going to have to make it that he has to go somewhere to get the elements to get the infinity stones because if he just works in his lab then you just skip the middle of the movie my my favorite my theory and this would be changing infinity war so i'm breaking kind of my own hypothetical rules my favorite when i for when i was like going into infinity war what i wanted to happen was i wanted thanos to snap to snap away thanos yeah as a true as a true commitment to his ideology of completely random, because he technically, if it's completely yeah. random, he has a 50-50 chance. So if they snap him away, then in order to save everyone else, they'd also have to save Thanos. And that's how you can. That's how you always yeah. have like a moral quandary of because the stones maybe they, maybe they still exist, and you go find the stones, and you have your little questing adventure to find the stones. Rather than going through time, you go through space. Yeah. Similar thing. But instead, now there's this debate yeah. of, do we, do we bring back Thanos? It also allows you, I, I, what I like about that too, whether you do a time travel or I'd argue probably better to not use time travel, it also allows you to bring back Thanos without the, um, the, the, the intrigue of like, oh, I, I accidentally got the 2014 version right the changing of his character so drastically Let's yeah see. yeah this version of thanos and and um you know gamora and nebula like you don't have right you don't have to have as much nebula 
Well, I'm, again, that's the second thing I'm not going to argue I don't think about. we disagree on that one. Too much Neb. I don't really hate Nebula. And She's I just a her. jarring character. Like in Guardians 2. She's angry at everyone all the time. Yeah, there were some, and honestly, there were some nice moments with her in the beginning of her and Tony on the spaceship and yeah. playing paper football. I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. But too much Nebula at the end, too much emotional Nebula, too much this, that. Honestly, uh, why, also, why did you send Nebula back to where she is? And yeah. she knows that, because, like, who else is here? Me. Why go yeah. back there? Yeah. Like, why send yourself back to where you're going to face yourself? Right. And, I don't know. I personally love, the thing about the time heist is I admit it creates narrative problems. I know we, like, we talk a lot about the narrative problems. I thought it did create some great scenes. Like, Captain America fighting himself. But that was, like, a comedic scene. Yeah, but it didn't have any meaning beyond that. It was just it was just inter, but I think it, it was set, inter movie comedy. I agree. I'm not I'm not debating it, but yeah. I thought it was funny. And I thought it was as funny as it could be after coming off of a movie that was so gripping and like hollows you out on the inside. Right. I, but it was it was almost too light for me. See, like it, I actually that's that's actually a big problem I had. I I was in a different like mood going into this movie than they wanted us to be and that's probably why i liked the last 40 minutes the most because that was the most serious part of this movie no more serious in the beginning after tony stark gets saved yeah huh after tony stark gets saved all the all the all the the stakes are out and even when they go to get thanos you like never feel like they're gonna be but I think there's just a sense. There's a sense of. See, I kind of I disagree there too because I think even the beginning of the movie, you, it's not just necessarily state. The stakes are high. It's the sadness and this hopelessness. Because even when, when you face Thanos, you have yeah. Thor's sad line. When you go to San, when Scott comes out of San Francisco and he's looking at all these pillars. Yeah. There's just a real lack of. It's a lack of energy in the movie, and it's done deliberately. It's but, a lack of energy, but it's not. But I don't think it's, like, as much sadness. Like, yes, obviously that exists, but, like, they don't really move with that too much. See, I think, like, part of part of depression, like, a symptom of depression is lack of energy. And I think, like, the whole movie is apathetic at that point. Like, and they, I think it's really effective because it's so, it's so devoid of any movement in a positive direction until Scott comes back and the characters get hope again. Yeah. And the hope to change is what kickstarts everything and makes it light again because they're playing with they're playing with house money at that point. They've yeah. seen they've seen the darkness. They've walked through the valley of the shadow of death. They've done yeah. everything like and now they've emerged on the other side and they finally have hope and that's why it's light because they can afford to be light again because why not? Because life has meaning again. Yeah. Um. Well, Okay. Agree so, to disagree. Agree. We're not gonna convince each other. Yeah. Okay. So time. So time heist. I agree with you. Time travel is always difficult. It's tough. You gotta agree with me that it's tough. It, I'm not saying I, anything about it. I would say in this movie, I don't think they executed it. I'm not saying it's even done super well in this movie. I, I think more with me, my opinions on it is, I think setting up those light scenes, which I think the movie needs, because you don't want it. To, I don't want it to. I didn't want it to be. And maybe it's just preference where we differ. I didn't want it to be three hours of just darkness. Yeah. I think part of the reason the movie flows so well, because like it's a it's a pretty fast three hour, even though it's a three hour movie, pretty fast because yeah. you go, it totally changes, and oh, that's what, a ton. Which is and that's why the time gap is important because 
it helps buy you're not like changing overnight you, you have five years right. to kind of change so i think the time travel even if it's not executed perfectly and it does create some plot holes like for instance what reality was captain america in that he came back to and he lit you know because yeah. technically wouldn't him going back in time and saying Peggy Carter create an alternate timeline. You would think. That he wouldn't he would have to then travel back to be in this timeline. Yeah. And not so he wouldn't he would be coming from an alternate alternate dimension into coming back into his original timeline, which then might create a new timeline. <laughs> yeah. And all of a just, sudden just the damn Captain America stuff. And all of a sudden Peggy Carter is, you know, Tony Stark's mom and you know it's yeah, just, it's it could a go whole, anywhere. Whole lot of mess. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. But anyway, it does I think the movie is great and i think again i think the flaws which are there a lot i think the flaws are these flaws are going to be inherent in any movie this ambitious yes the, and i the think ambitions are high and i think taking this movie does about as well as it can and in terms of making an entertaining movie that has some just great moments but the moments in this movie are i think are like unmatched in any other movie yeah the battle moments are be, and that's mostly what I'm talking. Yeah. Because I think those are those are moments that not only in this movie, which is three hours in the making, because it's a freaking long movie. That's true. And it does pay off even in this movie. But how many hours of movies are we talking about? We're talking about over a day's worth of movies. We're talking about days, which are, probably we're, more than that. I think at this it was point. what was it like when they were running the marathon before like, this movie? Was it, it was like, like two 70, and a half days or something? Yeah, it was, it was like seventy-two hours. Yeah, it was cre- three movies. days. It was yeah. something crazy like that, and, yeah. and we're dealing with that much time of buildup, and not only that, we're dealing with years and years, you know, twelve years of buildup before this movie came out, right. and that's and those those moments pay it off. And even though I admit there are flaws, and I wish they would have done, they would have handled I some wish, things differently. I, I wish they got to the last forty minutes in a different way that had less questions, and I wish that. But you're happy with that. And I up. wish, and I wish that the arcs of Captain America and um, Thor and Thor were a little tighter or even if they kept the choices that they did they just gave me a little bit more to, to kind of get me to that point but yeah I, I like where we're going from here I you know I, I think there's a future how do you feel about Iron Man's arc Iron Man's arc I have no problem with okay I liked Iron Man's arc okay it and... totally made sense to me and we've been talking about this a lot he, lately he's the main character of the movie and and we realized like tony stark has been doing the self-sacrifice thing for a while now and right he, and he finally it's a continuation. had and he finally had to cash in but it, it it really makes sense to me as an arc and the fact that they use the line just to bring him right back to the beginning he's never really used that he's only used it once he said it one time he, at the end of Iron yes he's his big thing is that he's publicly a superhero, and that told us that everyone was going to be a public superhero. He may have superhero. said, I am Iron Man in Iron Man 2 when he's in front of Congress. I don't remember. But yeah, but, it wasn't but said it's the not same. the same. It wasn't said the it same doesn't way, mean the same that dramatic thing. thing. This, was cl- this wasn't a callback to that moment. This was yeah. a callback to the end of Iron Man 1 the press right. conference. Right. So so I think we can agree on – if we can agree on some things, definitely some great moments and, and t- Iron Man's arc. Yeah, I, I really like the way they did Iron Man's arc because – we're kind of going through. We're talking, you know, in in preparation for this movie. We're talking about, especially in preparation for our Infinity War discussion. We talked about Cap's lack of sacrifice in that movie and how yeah. it's almost a weird it's character strange. dynamic. It's strange. And we've kind of talked about how in the original Avengers, when they're that conversation they have, 
how much Tony has taken from that and how he's like kind of put his life on the line, not only in that movie, but pretty much a Every whole time bunch of times then. since then, where he's he's almost become... He took a Thanos-like risk and conviction in Civil War. He right. Viewed, he viewed his side as necessary. Right. He yeah. knew it was unpopular and he knew there were problems and he was going against... He broke he, with friends. He was going against it. what he thought previously. Yeah. He thought previously that, you know, I can control, I can do this. Yeah. No one, no one will do this better than I can. Our safest hands are our own. Yeah. It is kind of what his mantra was. But he changed because of these visions of Thanos and this, this knowing, much like Thanos had this knowledge based on what happened on Titan, that mm-hmm. something bad was going to happen unless things changed. Tony knew that something bad was going to happen unless things changed. And when it did, he now he was in this position to without hesitation he he knew yeah and he and he did it and he finally there was no cutting of the wires necessary there was no alternate route he could have taken he it was really hammered home by doctor strange's there's only one way that this can go yeah and it seemed like everything tony, tony knew it yeah and not only tony knew, knew he how, needed he needed that validation of the 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 finger one this is the the one way Strange in the air the and one, that's all he needed one, and then he knew he looked at him and even before they had the brief conversation of i think tony started to figure out something he needed something that he was going to do was important because tony is like has a couple things right so who so when t- dr strange says Essentially, Doctor Strange, by sacrificing the Time Stone, says, we need Tony alive yes. in order to win. Right. Tony may have thought, like, oh, well, we need me alive to discover time travel. Yeah. Which he did. But even after that moment, when Doctor Strange still tells him, you know, if right. I tell you, it won't happen. Yeah. I think at that moment, Tony's like, okay. Like, yeah, things, there's more, there's more, more to that, I, that I have to do personally. Right. Not just Cause, that cause has if, to be done. If it already happened... If, if his yeah. role was done, then t- Dr. Strange could be like, well, it's not in our hands anymore. Yeah. But the motion, you know, the wheels are set in motion now, we just have to see what happens. But but I think at that point, Tony Stark knew something was going to happen. I think a lot of people are like, how did he get the stones out without Thanos noticing? I think it's pretty it's pretty in character. Maybe they so don't explain it. You expect all directly. eventualities. But again, because Thanos, his, the gauntlet he's using is not the... Is not the gauntlet from the last movie. Yeah. He's using Tony's gauntlet that he made for the Hulk yes. to snap. It's Stark technology. I think it's definitely reasonable that that Tony would create a suit of armor that could take the Infinity Stones from the from the other into his own. Yeah, and even if he didn't do the work on it right away, I I totally believe that he's had like nightmares for five years about Titan. Right, and about the stones so and about. Much. Yeah. I can imagine that replaying in his head constantly, every single turn, every moment, everything. So he's seen that gauntlet, you know, in his mind right. this whole time. Yeah. So some people are like, "Oh, how do you get this?" I, I never had a problem with that, and I'm not. There are plot holes in this movie. I just don't see that yeah, one of that because I think I agree. I don't think movies need to spoon feed you everything that's going to happen or everything that did. They happen. just have to be plausible. I think it's pl- and I think it's plausible that yeah. Tony figured it out. So. I think now we're, we're on an hour and a half mark. We recorded two hours on Infinity War and an yeah. hour and a half on Endgame. Endgame. I think we're time we're gonna wrap up Endgame pretty soon. Nick, do you have any closing thoughts on it? Yeah, closing thoughts on Endgame. I I came out of it, uh, you know, a little bit taken aback on where they went with the direction a little bit. Uh, sentimentally, I liked Captain America. 
um, and seeing where they're going to go. And now I think with, with the benefit of seeing some of what they're talking about with phase four and everything else, I think all my hope, my hopes now are on Spider-Man as like the core of the new team. I, I'm waiting for the announcements on that. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. I don't think we've gotten a, an Avengers, a new Avengers movie. No. Um, teaser. We don't know who they will be, who will constitute the team, to be honest. Right. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in the works with, we saw at the end of, we saw at the end of Far From Home with the scrolls potentially now are a big Fan- part of even working with Nick Fury. Fantastic Four, uh, Fantastic probably buying, buying Stark Tower. Right. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff that's going on now. Yeah. And yeah, there's rumors of a John Krasinski, Emily Blunt led Fantastic Four. Okay. That are, that is in the works, which as a huge office fan, I would be excited about. I, I know it'll be, yeah, intentionally funny. Yeah. Like some other Fantastic Four. Yeah, no. Additions. This, yeah, this, it, it, well, it's a Marvel movie. It'll probably yeah, be yeah. If it's MCU, if it's MCU run, I'm I'm confident. So and and for Phase Four, I, I don't know. I'm really excited we get James Gunn back for Guardians. Yes. I'm really excited we get Taika Waititi back for Thor Love Four. Love and Thunder. Yeah. Love and Thunder. Give me give me some more Thor. I'm interested in this Doctor Strange thriller themed multiverse madness. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a horror esque movie. Yes. It's not really my kind of movie, but I I'm really interested in it because I think their powers should play well together. Right. And, and I'm kind of I'm excited to see Doctor Strange in in his Infinity War post Infinity War Endgame where he's kind of grown up as a character. Yeah, we've almost uh, we've never seen him in com, in control of the situation for the full for a full movie for and, a full movie because we've just seen like bits and pieces he's pretty yeah. in control and uh, I think we're gonna see like uh, Scarlet Widow Scarlet Witch unleashed. Yeah, we got the Black Widow movie which I'm not the only reason I, I'm not as excited about because it it's a prequel. Yeah, I think it'll just be like a nice send off. Nice send off. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it's gonna drive things in the future. But you know, maybe we'll get some nice teasers of other tie-ins from it. Right. Yeah. I'm really excited for the Loki series. Also. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be really fun. Yes. The fact they get Tom Hiddleston to do it, I think he, you know, I think he's He's, great. Yeah. Uh, Marvel needs a, a good new villain now. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. Have has Black Panther two? I'm I'm no I know they're, they're gonna do it. Black Panther two, but has it been announced the date? I don't think 2021. Yeah, no. And I'm sure they're gonna do Captain Marvel two. That was a huge success. Yes. And then hopefully they'll do an Avengers led by Spider Man, Black Panther, and Captain Marvel. I think are the yeah. three tent poles of the franchise. Yeah. And I wonder if they'll incorporate good. the Guardians into it, or if I'd almost like if they scaled it back down a little bit because yeah. I don't want them to you go. You can't start big. I don't want them to go from Thanos right into you know a galactus, galactus yeah or someone like that because now they're introducing fantastic four it seems like kind of a, yeah if they get silver server going thing. yeah right so hopefully not yet hopefully we you know i think one of the reasons this movie these two movies we reviewed today is these are my closing thoughts and the, the reason these at least i felt these two movies work today and why they're so successful the biggest movies we've ever seen are because the time put into it yeah. They didn't make. You, you know, had to say time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because of the, the the just no literally the time though because Iron Man one was two thousand what eight. Yeah. Credit to John Favreau for directing the movie that started this off. Yeah, and Kevin Feige for for having this plan and executing yes. it and not jumping the gun and not rushing things, and just and even today you know. The amount of times when we were talking, we were talking about we've met, we mentioned so many callbacks to Age of Ultron, which even though it wasn't it wasn't our favorite of the series by the series. by the long shot, but it 
but it develops so many character arcs that we, we appreciate now. Which I think is actually kind of funny in that one of the critiques of that movie, I'm very interested when we do that because yeah. I remember walking out of that, walking out of the movie theater, liking it. Then yes. Think, then thinking about it and saying it was underwhelming. Ah, I'm not yeah. really sure. I like this part or that part or this part. But now, with the benefit of hindsight, I want to see how I feel about it. Yeah. So that'll be in the future. Um, we haven't really talked about what we're doing next in terms of the podcast wise. Yeah. I'm sure after this huge Marvel double feature, we'll probably try to do a DC movie, maybe. I think we'll try to do DC. I, I we might do some some stuff that's Disney Plus. Yeah, you we know, might do that see, in the see what comes from that. Did um, you guys know? I'm, yeah. I'm interested in kind of looking at the different directors too. Sure, get, yeah, we get might a have a on, on the behind the the scenes. We might have a special episode where we talk, and this is something an idea that's been floated out. Give us your feedback if you think it's something you'd like to see. Yeah, talking about doing uh, a look into all the different directors that have directed certain Marvel movies and their different styles and how. Yeah. And the and the writing of it. And, and also get into and, uh, and like what did DC. they have in mind when they did them. Yeah. Right, and how kind of that shaped the uh, different, how that shaped the different universes, you know, between when you have movies that are good, that are led by really good directors, you know, like a Taika Waititi, like, a, um, what's the guy that's right? Ryan Coogler? Yeah. Black Panther? Yeah, Black Panther. Yeah, the Russo Brothers, Verse, you know, Zack Snyder. And, <laughs> and uh, the Josh Whedon uh, early Josh, Avengers. Josh Whedon, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, of course. I could, how could I forget about him? He was the hottest name until he tried... Until, until he, Kevin Feige said, take a hike. Yeah, and then he and, came in and did half of Justice League. Yeah. And didn't, didn't make it work at all. That was this, That was the half that had slightly more colors than the... Right. It was, was slightly and less was gray all, than the other half. And the half that had Superman's... You movie. actually know which, which parts were directed by Josh Whedon. Because there was it's a amazing. joke and Superman had a weird chin or yeah. weird thing. Yeah, yeah. A uh, mustache. So, well, yeah, more to come. More to come. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Be sure to, Rate, be sure to subscribe, comment. download. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye.